The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the HorribleMoviePodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to Patreon.com slash Studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Horrible Movie Podcast. We have producer Phil in the hizzy. Just the two of us today. Just the two of us. We can make money off of Daddy Day Camp if you try. Just the two of us. Phil and I. You and I. Phil and I. So anyway, today's movie is Daddy Day Camp. That's right. Everybody likes Daddy Day Camp. Hey, everybody wonders why Hollywood makes movies like this. Hey, uh, okay, hey, Eddie Murphy. Uh, this, yep, uh, this is uh, William Sherrick. I'm looking to do, I'm looking to produce um, the new, a new addition to your Daddy Daycare uh, line. We're going to be doing Daddy Day Camp. What do you say? Hello? <laughs> Hello? We must be having a bad connection. Oh, we have got a bad connection. Um, so, okay. Ring, ring. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> How would you like to be Eddie Murphy's character from Daddy Daycare? Only it's a new movie called Daddy Day Camp. Yeah, it's 2007. You got nothing else going on? Sounds good. You like money? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and that's how the conversation went. Actually, well documented. How much? How much money footage. though? Really? I mean, we'll get to it in the deets. But this this movie did not produce for very much. No, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that says a lot about how you can make uh, uh, comedies. And we don't see as many comedies like this anymore, other than on like you see some Netflix movies that are kind of like kind of like that. You see some straight to, straight to DVD stuff. Heck, you even see some just made for TV junk that's that way. Yeah, and um, I think that's why they're cheap. Uh, how many? How many? You couldn't produce an episode of Lost for this. No, for six million. No, that's what that's crazy. That's my model. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and this movie didn't come out in the eighties. Like it's it it's a recent. It's a recent movie. Eleven years ago, though. 07 is eleven. Years I know, ago. but like, so, blows my mind. The, the amount of move, money that they used to make this movie has not changed a lot in the last eleven years. Like, inflation has not made that number, you know, infinitesimal. No, no, or something they they couldn't do other movies for. It's, a, it's a cheap movie, and it shows. Like, it's, it shows in every frame. It's a cheap movie. Yeah, and there's just some some slapstick junk in this thing too. Um, how many how many movies have I done on the show with you? Like, where I was the guest. You're um, the guest. Uh, several. I mean, probably, probably a dozen. 
Um, there are only maybe two movies that I've done with you that I would put lower than this movie. Wow. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Really, really bad. Some very notable uh, things about this movie, too, that we'll go over in the uh, in the deets. And why not uh, go ahead? Here's what I'm going to say, actually, before I get into that. We are going to this very special episode, actually. Um, this is actually not an evergreen type thing. I normally try to keep these as very evergreen, these episodes where you could listen to these in a year and it wouldn't. We are doing today our May. I know it's June when you're listening to this, but this is our May Studio DNA Patreon, patreon.com slash studio DNA drawing for May. If you're a $3 or more donator, donation person, Mm -hmm. contributor, that's the word I was looking for. Okay. We're going to do a drawing. Uh, If you're already a patron, okay? That means that then if you're listening and you're not one of these people, you could donate in June and and you'll be put in that drawing for the May. We're doing a $25 gift card. I'm going to say this uh, to Amazon and I'm going to, once we pick your name, we're going to do this at the end of the show today. Um, it may be actually after the radio part's over and on the regular download part of it. And uh, we'll get your information. Or not get your information. I'll, uh, uh, you, if I draw your name, uh, email me, and then we will um, get you your gift card. Okay? Sounds pretty Sounds simple. that easy. It's yeah. going to be that easy. That's if you're already a patron. And if you're not, you could get in for June's. Um, just go on and donate three bucks a month and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you don't have to donate anything. Because this podcast is free every week, and it will always be free every week because I love giving free stuff away. It's great. Anyway, stay tuned for that. But for now, it's time. It's time for some deeds. Now, deeds. Daddy Day Camp. Starring Cuba Gooding Jr., my friends. We couldn't get Eddie Murphy. As you heard from that phone conversation earlier, (laughs) it was actually a real phone conversation from the... uh, Daddy Daycare, uh, Daddy Day Camp uh, documentary. Um, but anyway, directed by Fred Savage. That name sounds familiar, Phil. <laughs> it's because it's that Fred Savage. That one? It's that Fred Savage. It's his directorial debut. Oh, what a great it's movie to start out Daddy on. Day Camp. <laughs> um, some people get to direct big things the first time out. He gets Daddy Day Camp. But good for him. I like Fred Savage. Do you like Fred Savage? Sure. I, I always enjoyed him in Wonder Years. Um, and then he makes a cameo in an episode of Seinfeld that I always appreciated. And actually, the script that Kramer in that episode of Seinfeld tries to give him is actually the script for Daddy Day Camp. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, produced by William Sherrick and Jason Schumann. You already heard William Sherrick talking to Eddie Murphy uh, at the top of the show. Screenplay by Jeff Rodkey, um, Jason David Stern, and David N. Wise took three men to create this screenplay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, same men, uh, and not all of them. Story by Jeff Rodkey, so he's kind of the guy, Joel Cohen. By the way, I, I had to look it up. Uh, this is his only directorial film. Well, like, yeah. he, he's directed other things, um, but as far as films, full, full motion picture films, this is the only movie he's ever directed. He was so... Um, disenfranchised that he said I'm out <laughs> he's like that's the best I can do guys I know I, I'm going to leave it on high note um, <laughs> uh, uh, based on characters by Jeff Rodkey so he's the guy behind the whole a daddy daycare daddy day camp uh, uh, cinematic universe that we've all bought into um, he is very savage Brian you're correct <laughs> this, this movie is uh, savage Brian welcome to the live <laughs> chat uh, he is very savage in general 
Um, starring Cuba Gooding Jr., Lachlan Monroe, Richard Gant, Tamala Jones, Paul Ray, and Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, it's Bill Murray's brother. And I believe, isn't he, wasn't he on, wasn't he on Cabin Boy? Oh. Which is another one that I think you did with me on here as well. Anyway. Yes, he you was. You looked that up. He was skunk. So there you go. Excellent. Yeah. That, now that's a first. A movie that you and I did <laughs> starring someone who was also in that same movie that we did. That's that's a first ever. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go over music. Who cares? Release date, August 8th, 2007. Uh, the end of summer. Why not? Uh, 89 minute running time. That's a short running time. Put the clock back up there so I can see. Um, it. And then um, I mean it's short, but like for kids' movies. I, yeah. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It, it, that's a great length. It was yeah. a great length. And then uh, budget six million dollars. And then box office eighteen million dollars. So it didn't cost much to make, and it, it made. It only profited because the budget was six million. Let's, but, let's be honest. But again, that you look at this, it's that same mindset of any of those other kids movies that you go low low um, cost to make even if it makes back its budget times two we're doing something so you know and the first movie the first movie did really well mm-hmm. like it, it I mean it, it made enough money I, I don't think it made uh, you know hundreds of millions of dollars but it made maybe se- several you know 30 million or 40 million I can't remember Let's what it take, was I'll tell you what it made yeah, I'll, I'll tell you it what it made bro bro um, it, but now it, it's budget was 60 million that's a lot of money and it made 164 million okay so yeah so it I mean it almost tripled over its budget and technically this one tri- also tripled over its budget but the budget right. was so small I don't that's one Isn't thing that, that weird that's, that's one thing that Fred, they... Fred Savage did really well is he's just like uh, I've got 6 million dollars guys what can we do isn't that weird like that's interesting that they and the screenplay probably dictated that too. Um, they didn't. How about that? Eddie Murphy must have still in '03 still been asking twenty million dollars a movie or something. That's a lot of money. And then to be able to do it for this amount of money, they're like, okay, whatever. We did a movie. It's great. So Cuba Gooding. I mean, the, his entire budget was only six million. Whatever Cuba Gooding got, it is nowhere close to some of the other movies that he's gotten. Yeah, and and I'd like to know the numbers. And I should have looked this up. The numbers on. Um, DVD sales. This is one of those movies that you always see in the old Walmart bargain bin. Yeah, I sent you that text. It's a five dollar. It's a one dollar. It's a whatever. Well, it's, it's it. You say, that's what you tell them. What you what yeah. You so me. I, it's it's on Best Buy dot com as as of this recording. It is currently on Best Buy dot com. Both movies, Daddy Daycare and Daddy Day Camp, for six dollars. You can get the whole. <laughs> you can get the whole family fun. Two back to back movies. <laughs> Offer one great price at Best Buy. Come on in. We've got Daddy Daycare and Daddy Day Camp. You get the best of Bill, uh, I almost said Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, and you get the best of Cuba Gooding Jr. Two so award winning actors. Walmart usually has like a $5 bargain bin. This is $3 for each movie. Jeez. Six total. <laughs> so. Do you want to try to do 30 seconds in office? Yeah. Are you I'll, willing? Yeah, sure. I'll do it. I appreciate that. I appreciate your willingness. I'm not. To- I'm not. Sh- I can't guarantee that I was fully awake for all this movie. Oh, no. That's uh, not good. I do kind of get a sense of how it went it's it's all good you're you're gonna be i have a feeling you'll be fine are you ready 30 second synopsis this stuff is uh not very uh high end so it'll be fine okay and 30 second synopsis producer phil daddy day k daddy day camp camp ready and 30 second synopsis Okay, uh, Charlie and Phil are back, and this time they are buying a camp. Uh, they buy Camp Driftwood 
and take it over from the guy that was running it. They enlist all these kids and almost immediately go into this um, competition with the next door camp, which is like super high tech and super nice. Um, they have all the misfit kids and they basically train them up to do the Olympiad on this big competition with them and um, eventually win that competition and keep the camp in business and running. Dude, perfect timing. They had a little competition they had to fight against too, which is sad. The, the, the movie, rival camp. Yeah, the movie, like the Olympiad is what they call it. It's it's. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, it's basically a... Um, it's camp games like uh, you, you have to throw the um, uh, uh, water balloon and whatever climb a, a rock climbing roll and um, it, but it literally takes place in like the last 18 minutes of the movie like mm-hmm. even though that's kind of the crux of the plot and like the climax right. of the plot it has almost nothing to do with the movie it's it's just kind of a tail end thing they stuck they cram a lot of crap into the movie as far as the dumb things you have to kind of go after when we come back We're going to talk more about Daddy Day Camp and a lot more fun. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back with a little bit of this. Did you know, Phil, producer Phil? We're talking, by the way, producer Phil's here. Uh, My name's Jack, by the way, if you didn't already know that. Uh, We we are talking about Daddy Day Camp, which is a movie starring Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, And it's a sequel to Daddy Daycare, which starred Eddie Murphy. However, Cuba Gooding's character is the same character that Eddie Murphy was playing. I, Eddie Murphy, if you listen to the first segment, the first part of the show, uh, you, and you can go back and listen to that anytime on iTunes or StudioDNA.media or Spreaker.com. But if you missed that, you listen to the radio edition of this, you missed an actual phone call <laughs> that the director uh, of this, or the, the producer of this, William Sherrick, uh, called Eddie Murphy to try to get him to do this. And Eddie Murphy did not agree to do this. Anyway, go back and listen to that. With that said, did you know, Phil, that this movie won several, well, won one award and was nominated for others? Uh, are they Razzies? They are Golden Raspberry Awards. They're <laughs> Razzies. Uh, Cuba, good. If you want to go by, got, 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 if you guys like Rotten Tomatoes, if you like Cinema, uh, if you like uh, Cinema Mojo, if you like any of those. Um, if you like any of those, Cinema Score or any of those things, you'll love the Razzies, the Golden Raspberry Awards. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was nominated for Worst, Worst Actor, Worst Screenplay. Jeff Rocky, David uh, Stern, and da- David N. Weiss were nominated for Screenplay. Worst Picture by our friend William Sherrick. He was nominated. And uh, Worst Director, Fred Savage was yeah. nominated. But for Worst Prequel or Sequel for the Year... This movie won that award. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, so who is the worst actor? Who actually won it that year? Uh, no, who is, uh, like in this film. Cuba Gooding. Really? nominated for worst actor. I, I feel like that's the, it's almost like a jab at him for the things he has fallen to, maybe. I don't think he acts bad in this movie. No, you know, he um he's in a lot of movies. Yeah, I I think it's the script he was dealt. I, I didn't think his acting was poor. Dude, he's in a lot of stuff. As good as it he gets, o- Jerry Maguire, What Dreams May Come, he was in that. Um, Pearl Harbor, I forgot he, he was in that movie. Dude, he's an A-list actor by, by far. What did we say? I, I think in, he, he overacts a little bit in this movie, trip. but that's not his fault. I mean, that's that's all Fred Savage, man. Like, he was directing him, over-directing him to, to be that. So, I, I don't know. I don't think that's his fault. He's in Rat Race. Uh, he's in Radio, yeah. which was 
critically acclaimed. Rat Race is great. Um, Norbit. I mean, come on. He was nominated for worst act, worst actor in that one too, by the way. Yeah, I, I, Academy Award winner at a young age. Like he he got his Oscar in 1997. He's so. in Selma. He's in the movie Selma as Fred Gray, which that's a, that's a big role. Uh, and then uh, again, he was he's done he's done television as of late. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, he's in American Horror Story, Roanoke. I didn't know that. Interesting. By far the biggest actor in the in the movie. The other actress that I that I know, and I don't know if you would know her if you don't watch Castle, but um, Tama, Tamala or T- Tamala Jones. Tamala Jones. Yeah, she she was um, uh, always like a, a mainstay actress in Castle, like all nine seasons of Castle. Cool. So, and that was one of my me and my wife's favorite shows. That so. Too. Uh, it was cool to see her in this movie. This actually would have been like even before Castle, or like right in the middle of it, like right in season one or whatever of Castle. And she's f- fantastic. I really actually like watching her act in, on any screen, even in this one, even though the script was so terrible. But she's she's an accomplished actress too. But that's about it for me. I I didn't really um, recognize hardly anyone else in the film. I didn't think that any of their performances were notable. Um, so. A big one on this too. If you really like another website, Rotten Tomatoes, this thing, a one percent woof on Rotten Tomatoes, woof woof, um, and that's pretty amazing. That that's a who was that one guy? I, <laughs> I kind of want to find him. Like maybe we can do that in the post show or something like that. But if we have a post show, but um, like I, I just I'm very interested to read that guy's review or girl's review. It could be a girl. Um, so Daddy Day Camp. <laughs> Um, the same characters that brought you Daddy Daycare, Charlie and Phil. Charlie is played by um, Cuba Gooding Jr. In the first movie, he was played by Eddie Murphy. And Phil, in the first movie, was played by... I had that actor pulled up. Dang it. What was his name? Jeff Garland, who is a character actor who's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's a bigger guy, uh, kind of fun-loving comedian-type character. It had to be money, right? Like, we, we just can't offer you the same money to come back to yeah, this Yeah, we film. can come do this. And that guy probably was like, well, if Eddie will do it, then I'll do it. By the way, I, I found an article from 2003, the same the same year that Daddy Daycare came out, um, in late in the year after the movie had released, saying that the the producers of the you know the motion picture company or whatever was already planning. They already had, like, a script and everything for Daddy Daycare, but they wanted to do a sequel to Daddy Daycare, and Eddie Murphy had, had no idea. He, he, he wasn't included on that information like he found out about it like maybe through, through the news maybe even possibly but yeah like the the, the story ran and eddie murphy was like I, I don't know anything about it so weird so yeah that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie um they recast the characters out of necessity i would say charlie and phil and if you missed your our, our pre-show because you're, you're not a patron um, it's three bucks a month and you can listen to the pre-show. We, we ran down a list of at least nine movies, I think. Um, and some remakes and stuff like that where a, an actor was replaced. We got, we, our category was same character, different actor. Yeah. Good stuff. Good conversation. That was a fun pre-show. Yeah. Um, so they take their children to camp Driftwood, which is a camp they went to when they were kids. Um, the camp is in complete, uh, disarray. It's completely run down. And they get rooked by uh, Brian Doyle Murray's character, that's Bill Murray's brother, uh, into, not, I mean, he didn't play Bill Murray's brother in this movie, but <laughs> they get rooked into buying a stake in this camp. And the hilarity ensues, folks, <laughs> as they have to try to make ends meet. They take out another double mortgage on their houses. They um, 
trying to get enough kids. They need to get uh, these kids to stick around at the camp. The first day they have enough. They have like 35 or something like that. Yes, and there's all kinds of stupid, uh, ridiculous things that happen. Uh, and they uh, they happen based on just uh, you know ridiculousness. The camp is so run down. Oh, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks bad. But it's it's terrible in like a Looney Tunes cartoony kind of way. Yes. Like they when they are driving in under underneath the sign that says Camp Driftwood. One of the as, just as they pass underneath the sign, one of the letters like falls and swings down <laughs> in like a Bugs Bunny style. And uh, the toilet, there's a toilet scene where they have to clean oh my the toilets. Gosh. That, that scene was one of the worst things I've, I've, I've seen in a long time. It was and terrible. And then um, they, uh, they need to... Um, and the, yeah. prem- the premise for this movie basically is that Lance Warner is this guy's nemesis, Charlie's nemesis from when they were kids. And um, Lance attended, um, what's the other camp? Um Gosh, I gotta find it. It's it's like, camp Driftwood. It camp like, Olympian. No, no, no. That's the Olympic Camp Camp Canola. Canola. <laughs> canola oil. Uh Canola um was was the rival camp that, that Lance went to when he was a kid. And um of course Charlie went to Driftwood and he lost to Lance. Like Lance was like this bully type character that he lost to the, in the Olympiad when yes. he was a kid. And that is important in life <laughs> that we replay things from our childhood. We lost at a summer camp, so that becomes the main focus of our lives as an adult. This happens to me every day. <laughs> so the premise of the movie is that Lance Warner wants to buy driftwood so he can bulldoze it. Like he, he wants to buy it just to tear it down and then like build his empire. And I'm just like, how many times have I seen that plot, that yeah. premise yeah. for a movie before? Like there's that that was the very first point in the movie where I was just like, this is gonna be so derivative of like literally every other. Of the same film. direct that you always do. Yeah. Um, they have to figure out a way to keep enough campers around. Um, by the way, Camp Canola, uh, several of the campers that left Driftwood go to Camp Canola. Uh, Camp Canola raids Camp Driftwood, and uh, basically then Charlie is forced to look for help. He's forced to ask his own father, who is a military colonel, um, to come and help. This is Buck. Colonel Buck Hinton has helped or is asked to come help. He comes in and um, he basically wants to wreak revenge. And then he actually leads the children uh, in raiding Camp Canola and playing tricks on Lance, uh, who is played by an actor who's in a ton of stuff early or late 90s, early 2000s. He's, an, he's the actor that was on. Um, he was on. What was I gonna say? He he probably hasn't been in an Adam Sandler movie, but no, he, but he reminds he me of the. That, <laughs> he, uh, Dead Man on Campus was a movie that starred Mark Paul Gossler, and he is um, he is the Dead Man on Campus because he's he dies that allows Mark Paul Gossler's character. That's actually a movie for this show. Okay, allows him. He's his roommate. Allows him to be able to uh, get straight A's. Okay. Yeah, I he's a he's a total. Like just a weird character, man. Like I, yeah. I, I didn't, th- I didn't feel like he was. I obviously he's meant to be the villain, but like I didn't feel like any of his motivation or like it, he's just like evil for evil's sake. Like and, and he and the in live chat that thanks live chat for this. They're telling us that he wants to use the uh, uh, Brian and Sydney both chimed in on this. That they Lance wants to use uh, camp camp Driftwood for his go kart track. Of course, 
Of course. <laughs> Which actually sounds pretty good. And if you're Camp Canola, you'd be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Kids want kids love go-karts. Sure. Yeah, I would want to go to a camp with go-karts. Normally when you go to camp, you go somewhere else in the town to go on the go-karts. But now Camp Canola is going to have their own go-karts. <laughs> and it's going to make their camp that much better. It's kind of ironic that we are doing this movie because last week I was at a camp. Yeah. You went to and be- if you, beach camp. If you listen to last week's episode, um, we were driving toward... It's actually from the car, by the way. If you've ever listened to Interstate of Mind, the other podcast that I do kind of sporadically right now, um, we uh, do it live from our car on our commute to work, uh, Scott Bryant and yeah. I. And what we did that whole episode. So you want to listen to the solo episode, uh, feel free to... It is a spoiler-filled episode. I, yeah, it's big time spoiler. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I myself have not even listened to and it. I so. would say that's probably <laughs> others that won't either, but... In the I'll, same I'll, thing. I will absolutely listen to it after I've seen it. And I'm going to see yeah. it pretty we soon. We were driving so. to a camp yeah. last week. Yeah. It was a great camp. We survived the uh, Hurricane Alberto. <laughs> and um, it was fine. So anyway, it's kind of ironic that we're doing a camp episode this week. Perfect. Perfect timing. Um, the, there is a lot of, um, here's this word again, scatological humor <laughs> in this movie. We've done other movies that have had a lot of stuff like this, but... Um, there's a lot of uh, cheap laugh type stuff like getting hit in the groin, uh, fart noises, wedgies. Yeah, due to it, humor. It, it's, a, it's a lot of like just poop humor in this movie. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, we do this with other films like when we compare things to Jurassic Park. The, this movie came out 11 years ago. I don't feel like that was funny even 11 years ago. I don't know. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think that... This movie is like a lot of other movies that someone will write that script and that screenplay, and it really is meant as a, I don't want to say a throwaway movie, but I, I, it is meant to be a throwaway movie. I mean, you can. It's a, it's a the, biodome. It's a biodome for kids. It's a biodome for kids. It's a biodome. It's a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a movie that you go, I know what, if you go to the theater, I don't know how many comedies are even being made right now. Not a ton. Um, you go to the theater, you know you're going basically just to escape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a sitcom episode. It's it the is. equivalent of a sitcom episode. I, as I was watching the movie last night, I was thinking um, it's a shame that people in 2007 pay the same price to see this movie as other movies that were coming out that same weekend. Think about yeah. that. Like a year, a year later, Iron Man came out. Right. So... You you paid ten bucks to go see Daddy Day Camp, and you paid ten bucks to go see Iron Man. Yeah, um, and that's a shame. Like the, this movie, I mean, I would never necessarily advocate. I, I I don't know. I've heard people try to say that, like that movies should have different prices when you go to the theater. Like you want to go see this one, it's twelve bucks. You want to go see this one, it's eight bucks. It I I don't know if I agree with that theory or not. But n- nothing, no, no other movie recently has made me think that that's a good idea than watching this. Because if you're gonna see Dredge like this, you might as well pay. it you know, beginning a cheaper price. Yeah. One month ticket. earlier, exactly one month earlier, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix yeah, that's a came sh- out. That's a shame, man. So, so you are paying the same money. Spider-Man 3, Editor Cut came out. Ratatouille came out. That's not as big. Transformers, the first Transformers. Yeah. Um, yada, yada, yada. Superbad came out. That's, the Simpsons movie. That, that's really weird to me. Like, no wonder this movie only made 18 million compared to those movies that made like hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, yeah, you know, because nobody wants to pay full price. Yes. Nobody wants to pay box office price to go see something like this. Um, okay, so back to the movie. Colonel Buck leads the charge to attack Lance and Camp Canola, uh, keeping them from making their go-kart track. He's trying to defend it 
uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, Charlie, is just wanting to keep kids at this day, day camp. They have. He, he has built an empire now making money off of the daddy daycare, so he knows how to make uh, things work like this. But he calls his dad in to help uh, give some structure on how to discipline these kids that he has during the day. Well, and his wife keeps coming back and telling him that he's not outdoorsy. Like the, uh, he doesn't understand. And so nature. he's got to call his dad, and who is outdoorsy? Yeah. But his dad is a is a, a guy that's always in charge, and so he has to cede that control to his dad. His dad at one point overhears a conversation after um, they've they've uh, they're going to do the Olympiad against Camp Canola the next day, but he doesn't want um, his dad is too overbearing um and so he leaves um and so he leaves uh the camp he chases his dad down he brings him back of course and his dad and him help save the day they win um all the goofy games there's toilets involved (laughs) lots of doo-doo humor and um really um yeah the end of the movie ends exactly as far as like a kid's fair kind of a movie like this it ends exactly the way you expect it to there's not there's absolutely nothing surprising in this movie um the the bad guys the the you know the they're cheaters yeah they and cheat. lance their leader is a cheater right and, that's, and he cheats to win I mean, the how olympiad many, how many well. times yeah how many times have you seen that in a kid's movie like they're only going to win they're bad guys only because they cheat and they're going to win because you know they're not playing by the rules right and it's just like, okay, yeah, I've seen this a hundred times in other movies, better movies than this. So, yeah, it's not surprising ending at all. Um, they have to overcome. They're always overcoming things in movies like this. Again, this is a low-budget movie. The um, the most ridiculous thing, what's the most ridiculous thing you can remember about this movie? Just the doo-doo humor stuff. Yeah. I don't really get into doo-doo humor in movies. It's not funny it, to me. It annoys me. Like, it, it kind well, of annoys is it, me. Is it funny to kids? Like, maybe it he is. He thinks it's funny. Okay. My, my son's seven, and he, he thinks things like that are... Um, Bedwetter's Revenge in the live chat. Uh, if you feel so moved to go back, if you're listening to this a week later, a week from now, or two years from now, you can always go back to those messages on Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA and uh, look at the live chat for each episode. And uh, we've got some great live chat going on. They're, they're um, recalling some of their favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, the groaner scenes. <laughs> Did you read the toilet seat one? Uh-uh. Let's see it. It's, so Sydney in the chat said, um, how did the toilet seat end up from around his bottom to around his neck? So the, do you remember this, the scene where the uh, restroom, like it's, yes. it's like a restroom shack, basically for lack uh-huh. of a better term, blows up, which by the way, the, 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 the building is completely decimated. It, it blows up to the point where all the walls fall down. The roof is gone. Everything's in splinters. And he survives somehow from that, that, that internal combustion because oh there's a methane problem in the in the thing, and he lights a match. Of course, and he he blows up the whole building. He not only survives, but he has a Looney Tunes uh, exterior where he's completely covered in soot because that's what happens when you <laughs> survive a blow, blown up building, I guess. And he was sitting on the toilet when he lit the match. The um in a in again a very cartoony kind of way. You know what? the seat <laughs> for the uh, toilet is is around his neck like a necklace. Ugh. It's so like I, I watched that scene. I was campy. just like that. It, yeah, no pun intended. Campy, <laughs> but it's campy to the point of like that is so stupid. Like what? Well, who who would think that that was funny? Fred Savage. Yeah, exactly. You know, Fred Savage is in Little Monsters. I really want to do Little Monsters too uh, at some point. Have you ever seen Little Monsters? I don't think so. You need to watch it. It's darn good. Um. So yeah, that and then the other one. Um. 
Uh, the restroom scene is probably the worst scene in the movie. Um, the Bedwetter's Balloon Revenge. I guess, I mean, we're spoiling the movie anyways, but if you haven't seen it, there's a scene where there, there's a character in the movie who has a problem uh, wetting the bed. He has control uh, control issues while he's sleeping. And so eventually there's this like really heartwarming scene where Phil, the adult, um, you know, pulls him aside and says, Hey, here's how you're going to conquer your, your bedwetting issue that you've been having. And, uh, he does it like he goes, he sleeps out under the stars and he, he makes it the whole night. He didn't, he didn't wet the, the, uh, sack that he's been sleeping in. And so he, um, makes it all the way to the Olympia the, the next morning. And he's like, I've been holding it in for so long. And he grabs a wet uh, water balloon and, uh, and fills oh it up. Oh my gosh. And, and then he throws that water balloon at one of the kids. I was just yeah. like, that's not funny. That's disgusting. Like that, that is like, and like, I'm sure like they wanted to get the, ex- the, the reaction that they wanted from kids was laughter and like, Oh, that's so silly. Like how could you <laughs> someone do that? But I'm watching this and I'm just like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Ridiculous. Like why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, so. absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, when we return, we will uh, be talking more about this great movie. We will see you soon. We'll be right back with that day cam. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we are talking about daddy day camp. We have producer Phil, producer Phil. I'm here. We're back. Uh, my name's Jack. If you didn't already know that. And this is the Horror Movie Podcast. So if you're listening on the radio, that way you know what you're listening to. The Horror Movie Podcast uh, every week. Uh, sometimes multiple times a week, depending on what we got going on. If it's a new movie that I review or something like that. But uh, this week's movie, um, Daddy Day Camp. Uh, you can always get us iTunes.com. I don't really rewind. ITunes, the Apple Podcasts, Spreaker.com, StudioDNA.media. Studio uh, and yeah. Great, great stuff. And other places. There are other places online that have it. It's just those are the three that kind of end up sticking out the most. So, Okay, so Daddy Day Camp. We've talked about the ending. They win the camp challenge. They climb the rope to win success. Camp Driftwood wins. Parents like what they have done there. Charlie, uh, Kubi Gooding Jr.'s character, that's Eddie Murphy's character from the Daddy Day Care movie. Uh, but anyway, this one, they couldn't afford Eddie Murphy, so you get Kubi Gooding Jr., so I, I don't know I don't know what you have planned for this segment this last segment. Um, I have a like a list of scenes that I wrote down that are like, gro- go. super groaners, man. And yeah. I could, I could just like rail through them really fast if you want, because I think people want to understand like, you know, this sounds okay. Like it sounds like a good premise for a movie, and and people I think camp movies that have some humor and and you know uh, kids you can relate to or whatever are somewhat agreeable. But there you haven't like. Like I, I want to talk about like some of the things that are like really offensive, like some of the humor that's really yeah. offensive in the movie. But um, <laughs> there's there's one part where the kids are holding up trees. They're working in camouflage, so they're holding up trees in front of their face so that they can blend in with nature behind them. Yeah. Um. At one point, uh, like one of the redneck kids says, "Air varmint," and he and he he's gonna air sh- varmint. <laughs> he's gonna shoot one of the birds up in the sky. And uh, he shoot, he manages to hit one of the birds and or a bunch of the birds and the birds like fall all around Cuba Gooding like in a circle like in a circumference around his body um, and he screams like a girl like he just like a really high pitched scream yes. which is like really hard to watch from uh, a seen, Academy uh, Award winner Brian in the live chat's telling us one right there which is really good. Uh, they crash the bus into this cabin. The, the bus arrives on site whatever and crash literally crashes into one of the buildings on the mm-hmm. first day of camp. 
Gotta love it. What the heck? <laughs> and then he says he has to drop the kids off the pool. And then that person says, you have a pool? And he goes, no. <laughs> guess, so there you go. I guess that's funny. More, uh, more potty humor. There's this, uh, speaking of that, there's a sick burn uh, from one of the kids to the to the bad kids where, where he says- uh, There's a sick burn. A sick burn. There's your sick burn brought to you by producer Phil. <laughs> he, he, he yells, uh, he puts his hands to his mouth and he says, you poop in your shorts. Yikes. That's one of the sick burns. Uh, the, um, hey, kids, they're, they're going to really love this scene. Make sure we really <laughs> act this out. Make sure you really say this with some good enunciation. It's high art. Um, let's see. Uh, man, the soundtrack. Do you remember the, the songs in this movie? Well, it was the music was brought to you by Jim Dooley. <laughs> I, I literally didn't recognize a single song in this film. The, the soundtrack was abysmal. It was terrible. You, I, know, you know what Jim Dooley does a lot? He does a lot of video games. Oh yeah, yeah. They were kind of like a um, not punk rock, but like a pop punk uh, kind of feel. And but they, I, it was a band I'd never heard of, and they, they were just okay. Um, uh, <laughs> there's one part where uh, Colonel. So the Colonel, we didn't mention this, but the Colonel is the grandfather of one of the kids that's at the camp, and he's Charlie's dad. And then Charlie's oh, son, okay. Charlie's yeah, 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 son yeah. Ben is also yeah, at the there. camp. So Ben Ben is following his his grandfather down a, a trail. And Colonel's like trying to whip the kids into shape. And he says, uh, I used to put rocks in my backpack just to get stronger when I was a kid. And then uh, Ben looks down and look, oh, look, there's four conveniently placed rocks right there on the trail. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so he leans over and picks up these four rocks and puts them in his bag. I'm just like, there, there's literally no rocks on the trail except for that one spot. Well, yeah. Grandpa's rocks. <laughs> like, okay. Um, the, the child acting is Awful. I know, Jack, you go off on this all the time. If there were another way to get actors that weren't children to play child's roles in movies, we'd do it. CGI. I'd take CGI. Yeah. But we have to have children actors in movies. They just, I just struggle to watch them. I also, you know what? One one thing I have such a hard time with child actors, I know that their poor little lives and a lot of times are just ruined by their, by their overbearing parents that force them into these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, but we have to have child actors. I get that. I understand. The human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> I get it. Well, did I do that? We've got to have Urkels. He yeah. ended up fine, by the way. Yeah. Jaleel White's like well, a and, and Hollywood director and producer. I, to say, yeah, I think what you're asking for is a higher bar. Like, I, Yeah, I, and there's probably some level of rights now that are, like Shirley Temple, like back in the day when she was a child actress, her parents just mistreated her. I guess just something crazy. Yeah, like these people were basically they were they were uh, they were servants basically for their to use a lighter word they were servants for their parents to as a paycheck. Which I I don't know. Again I, I again I've never been in that situation. My son's not in the Fuller Fuller House reboot, <laughs> so I don't know. Right. Anyway, it's it's really bad in this movie. Like I, you can point to other movies that have maybe one or two bad child actors in them. Every every the entire cast, one hundred percent of the child cast in this movie is awful, not good. And, and and you can tell by the Wikipedia page. Like I'm not saying that this is always true, but when you go to the Wikipedia page for Daddy Day Camp, none of the child actor names are clickable. No. None of them. None. And, and and I'm I'm not saying that if you don't have a non-clickable name on Wikipedia that you're a nobody. But, but I, that says something. But I am saying that you probably haven't done any other films. Right. Uh, if if people aren't trying to look you up. So <laughs> Sydney with Gary Coleman. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
for so many reasons. Uh, there's some some real grunter moments between father and son in this movie. Real schmaltzy, like hyper emotional stuff. Where like where like uh, it's forced. Like the um, Charlie and and the Colonel um, are like you know mending their broken relationship, and then and then uh, I'm gonna sound heartless when I say this, but like you know Charlie is is doing the same thing with Ben, and like Ben says I love you at the end of the film, and they hug. Yeah, and it's just it's that kind of like. Um, you know, TGIF, uh, you know, uh, sappy syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Kick up the strings kind of scene. In a, in it's a, Bob in, Saget in a movie that just didn't yeah. earn it. Like it just another full house reference, but, but it's Bob <laughs> Saget, uh, at the end of every episode talking to Michelle Tanner. And, and it's like, we should have outgrown that by 2007. Like, I don't know. It's just not, not same formula. And I, I, at some level, the same formula is done today. And some of the Disney stuff that you'll see here and there, but Let's talk about Disney. Uh, let's talk about some goods and bads in this movie. What well, are the goods, dude? I I don't know. I name me one I, good. The the only thing I can think of is Cuba's work, working. Cuba has a job. The, the, some of the acting is not is not bad. Most of the acting is bad. But there, uh, Cuba Gooding and I think uh, Tamala Jones. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Is they're they're they. The the script is so bad it makes them look bad. But they're good. Like they're they're acting well within what the the reins that they've been given um th- there's a kid in this movie that is the bad guy's sidekick do you remember him he's like a sidecar to him um he he's actually lance's son you don't find that that out until the end of the movie but some of his like line his funny lines burn, burn kind of lines are are not bad like there's one point where lance says i can't get get the quote exactly right but he says something like um you know you guys shouldn't be running a camp you should be running a bingo night or whatever, and then the, the Lance's his kid that's you know accompanying him, uh, sidekick to him, basically says uh, he goes B fourteen D forty three whatever like <laughs> making a bingo reference and like some of those like they definitely aren't hilarious but they definitely made me smile a couple times um, but that man that's about all I can come up with for gets on this one. Um, Did you like anything about uh, this yes, movie? Yes, uh, Bill Murray's brother Brian Doyle Murray's in it, and I love. I love him as an actor. He's, he's in so it for, much fun for two minutes. He's the uh, he's Chevy Chase's boss on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Is he the the guy that's going to foreclose on the camp? He's gonna he he sells them the camp or whatever. Oh, he's okay. He he's sells the guy them that, the camp. He and ran then it he for leaves. 30, he ran it for thirty years. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. I gotcha. Blah, blah, okay. Blah. Yeah, he was he was pretty yeah, good. So he's, but he's good. literally in the movie for three and a half. Yeah, minutes. right, right. So that that's kind of sad. And, and I do like that Fred Savage got to direct a movie. I think that's fun. I mean, it's not good. It's a, a bad movie, but I'm glad that he got to direct something like Fred Savage. He wasn't in his brother. Ben is in Boy Meets World, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the bads other than just saying, OK, the doo doo humor is un, is off the charts in this movie. Well, and it's there's no excuse for it. It's like, not as bad as Ready to Rumble and the uh, <laughs> and the uh, slushy, the slurpy or whatever scene stuff where they or just the whole thing. That whole movie is based around doo doo. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that stuff just drives me bonkers. Like they couldn't have done something better. It's weird. He, okay, he, it's all physical comedy. If, this is all physical comedy. Ernest. Yeah. Ernest goes to camp is built on this same oh, abso- premise. Absolutely. So, um, and that was that it, was twenty it years feels, earlier. It does feel a little Adam Sandlery to me. Like I'm talking about recent. The the first ten years or so of Adam Sandler, I actually really like a lot of those movies. Yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah. Um, well, Little Nicky. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. That was a joke. Yeah, that, that, that but uh, okay. Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite. Honestly, oh, I I'm love telling Happy you right Gilmore. now, Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, because it just it's just ridiculous. But, like, 
But, so fun. I mean, almost everyone's going to agree that the last decade or so of Adam Sandler's run has not been the best. Uh, he hasn't really had a lot of gems. Um, this feels kind of derivative of that kind of humor to me, like um, grown up males acting like children, um, but to to the point where it's not even trying to be funny. Like it's trying to just be, you know, scatological and cheap, low hanging fruit kind of humor. Yeah. Um, but outside of everything that we've talked about, I think the only other negative that I could say, and this is just kind of taking the movie as a whole, there's not one original thought in this film. It, it is derivative to the nth degree. I've never that I, I didn't see anything in this movie they haven't seen before in a, in a movie that came before it. And, wow. and, and that, that's, that's really embarrassing. Like how does a movie make it all the way to the theater and has literally nothing new to say? It has nothing new to give. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to make a uh, po- political point or a uh, uh, spiritual point or any sort of a uh, philosophical point. It just needs to do something different. Yeah. And it's not, no. in fact, it's, it's a sequel to Daddy Daycare, but now it's a camp. Yeah, and and, and I go, I guess, I guess that's just the curse of a sequel. I mean, that's a whole new ep- a whole episode we could do. What's the curse of the sequel? In like thirty seconds or whatever. What's what's the kind of premise for Daddy Daycare? Is is same it, thing? It, it's funny because well, no, stop. They they, they want to work jobs where they don't have to go nine to five. They want something different. Uh, he has having a hard time finding another job, I believe. Okay. Eddie Murphy's character. So the premise of that movie, is, why it's funny, is is because dads are running a daycare where it's usually run by females, right? right? Yes, and there's a actual little bit, which is kind of interesting that they give a little bit of a, oh well, uh, the the ladies show up, and they realize that it's a, ran by these men because it's called something other than daddy daycare at first. Okay, and they're like, oh, you're men running a daycare, <laughs> and it's like that's kind of like Eddie Murphy's character is like that's kind of sexist that you think I couldn't run a daycare. Yeah. And it's kind of flipping it on its ear. Okay, so that that's an original thought. Like that's that's a premise for a movie that actually has, just, hasn't really been this done. This is just Ernest goes to camp. Oh yeah, and why call it da- actually? Why 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 include Daddy yeah. Day in the title yeah. at all? Because well, I they mean, want to tag it in. Because I they, mean, camps are run by a lot of males. Like there's literally like the to carry this that thought, that original thought of like men in a, in a women's role over to this film makes no sense. How about this? How about if if this was Daddy Day Camp, but it was about them being in charge of a Girl Scout troop? Yeah, see, that would make more sense. That would be more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is actually this is actually the the story of this is kind of like um, an episode of Save by the Bell, where they have to save they have to save uh, Jesse Spano's um, dad's. Um, uh, resort in Hawaii. Oh, really? Which is really weird. Anyway, I was hoping There's... I would. Cl- I was hoping I would click on <laughs> on Jeff Rodkey, and he wrote, wrote that episode, but he did not. Wow, that yeah. Talk about derivative. Like, there's probably more content in that 20 minute episode than there was in this entire 90 minute. He, uh, Rodkey, Jeff Rodkey, has done Beavis and Butthead TV show. Um, episodes of politically incorrect. Daddy Daycare, the screenplay for Shaggy Dog, RV, which is that weird movie, not weird, but it's like that family movie that um, Robin Williams did. Um, anyway, episode of Good Luck Charlie, the original movie. Not done a whole lot of stuff. He can write, though. Um, anyway, so that's the bads, uh, just all the stuff, all the junk. And then um, and then, um, let's do this. Let's 
rate this movie real quick. I, I thought long and hard about this. I, I really thought pretty hard about giving it a straight five, but I remember movies like The Room and uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. I, I just can't put this movie in that same category, um, but I am going to give it a four, like just the closest thing to a five. I'm giving this a, um, I'm going to give this a three. Okay. It fits into the mold of a lot of other movies. It is really dumb, and I have no desire to ever watch it again. I probably will end up watching it on like right before a Christmas break or right before the end of a year break in my classroom as a movie to put on um, <laughs> to finish the year out. Because, you know, like after finals are over, I'm telling you, if you've ever been in a school, mm-hmm. at least a public school, and I'm guaranteeing your private schools are probably this way too, the last week where their finals are over or there's nothing going on, it's a survival. Like you're surviving. Mm-hmm. Find a way to survive and keeping your kids in your class so they're not just roaming the halls like it's some sort of a, you know, like the Warriors, the movie The Warriors, or like some sort of a post-apocalyptic world where there's just roaming hordes of people, like The Walking <laughs> Dead or something. So find a way. So find a way. Anyways, this may, may get that. Um, David, David in the live chat has chimed in. Um, He is giving it. He used the algebraic equation. Uh, he's giving it a two. No, he's giving it a five. What? He says where X equals two. Oh, so. oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, he schooled me on that one. Yeah, so three, He gave it a five, huh? The The equation is two at times 3X mm, minus four. I got you, I got you. I plus got you. one. I so got you, I got you. Yeah. So there it's we five. go. So six, two times. Yeah, okay. There we go. I got you. Great work. Five. He gives it a five. Three out of five. for me, five for him, four for Four, you. yeah. Um, well, very good. Let's recast. Derek Webb presents recast. Okay. Um, we already kind of recasted this movie. Obviously, if they could have just gotten Eddie Murphy. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is an easy recast. Yeah. Because the plan would be to just, get Eddie Murphy. Well, yeah. They, they brought nobody from the original movie back for this movie. If they redid so. this three years ago, could they have put Kevin Hart in this? Yes. I feel like I've seen that movie. Yes. Why, why have I seen this movie? Yeah, he's a he he plays some kind of a um uh like a nanny or something like that in the movie, right? I I feel like I have an image of him like wearing like a um diaper bag or something like that. What is that from? <laughs> anyway, Kevin Hart would be a good character for that sort of yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Again, you always you always can plug the rock into anything at this point. <laughs> Movies like this are built for the rock to try to save and make money out of now his calling card would be more now than would be uh uh cuba gooding at this point mm-hmm. I, I think kevin hart in the movie would have made it infinitely funnier Infinite. I don't, cuba uh, cuba gooding jr to me is not necessarily a comedy actor like I, I he i understand he has done a lot of comedy films yes in other work but he's not funny to me like other actors are but kevin hart would have been godfrey awesome. cambridge I'm not to be in the live chat. Uh, other live chatters, Brian, Sydney, if you want to chime in, now's the time. Recast some characters in this movie. Yeah, short short time to do that, but do that. We're gonna look up Godfrey Cambridge. I'm worried. There we go. He passed away. <laughs> yeah, even though this, this would have been in time travel. This is our time. This is time. Yeah, we can time travel for this too. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Cool. Okay, uh, very good. Um, 
who else? Anybody else? The big guy in this always, if you could time travel, um, it would matter that if he was dead. It was. It doesn't. Even, <laughs> it doesn't. If you do the time travel, we did that a few episodes ago where we talked about, um, uh, about that. Anyway, so we'll have to edit that now too. I got real excited about this. That's all right. I, ch- our chit chat here, uh, radio people. Uh, we're gonna sign off. Uh, you guys stick around here. Um, and we're going to talk about our uh, drawing, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about this movie. Um, okay, so Eddie Murphy, uh, obviously a great recast for this. Um, what Div- about Phil? Like, would you just bring what's his name back? I would love. Well, if you could, but you couldn't. Yeah. Um, I would love to have. Uh, you know who would be great as a recast right now for the for either role. I'm talking either role. Phil would be great played by um, uh, Terry Crews. Okay, I would love Terry Crews yeah, in yeah. either of those two roles. He could play, he could play either of those two roles or a third role. He would be a fun character to have in this. Um, and then, um, uh, what, what else are you gonna say? Uh, that child of actors, obviously, if we could get Macaulay Culkin and his siblings to play all the other characters, literally, and any, the Olsen twins to come and be, do a part. Um, literally, any other child actor would have been better than what they had. Yes. I looked up. So I tried to look up several of the actors, and I, I I don't think they have any other credits. So weird. Yeah. Weird. Spencer now Spencer Bridges does have a little bit, um, because he is a child actor. Anyway, but long story short, there it is. Um, what have you been into lately, Phil? Uh, man, moving. I live chat. Keep them coming. By the way, if you if you want to recast, I, I'm still accepting yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But Phil, tell us what you've been into. Like, I've got a couple things. I, all of my time has been spent um, just gathering up stuff. I, I emptied oh, out. Yes. I, I emptied out our entire shed this weekend, which was a sweaty mess of a of a project. It took me two hours. Phil and his lovely wife are selling their house. Yeah, we have uh, to. Have, we, have, we have to be out in less than four weeks. You're you're under contract already, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, four so papers are signed and the new house and the new house. Yeah, both are under contract. So. Um, and so you're. That's a stressful time to move. Yeah, moving we, is the. Worst. We have not moved in a decade. Like it's it, more than a decade. Isn't actually, it, it's brutal. Yeah, it's 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 just not something we've. I, and honestly, I've never moved with this many people before. I know that sounds like a funny way to say it, but yeah. like I've always been single when I've moved before. So this is the, my first time actually moving with a family, and um, I, I, I'm already feeling the 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 pain of it. So I am. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I I don't like moving. I don't like I don't know if anyone does really. Maybe it's a fresh start. Maybe some people really get into it. But you hit it around the head. When you're single and you move, you gather your stuff. A lot of it could be in like a couple bags. You throw away the junk. You just leave. Mm-hmm. In the situation where you're married and you have a a, a a wife and a child, you you have stuff. You've collected stuff, and it's a pain to get rid of this stuff or house this stuff in a shed or storage like we've done. And you just, it's a pain. It's a real pain. Yeah. So that's literally taking all of my free time. I, and your your other job uh, when you're not producing uh, mm-hmm. podcasts for right. a living, uh, you work at a school and you're doing tech stuff at a school and it's the end of the school year and so you're breaking down all these computers and you're working through all that stuff too so yeah I know that's it's a, been a busy couple of weeks I, yeah. I school is definitely slowing down now now that we're in summer school um so i'm glad about that like as far as months that i would choose to move in uh june july would be the best time for me to move all year anyways so it's a good time for us to move except that it's like blooming hot yes yes but like other than that it's it's a good time of year for us to move we have worked through um we we we, what what i've been into we i I say that we went through our camp last week we we drove to florida 
if you listen to the last episode, uh, we drove drove to Florida uh, into the eye of Hurricane Alberto, into the eye socket, and then it kind of whimpered. Lived to tell about it. We whimpered and went away. It didn't even affect us that much, other than making the tide very tough. There was a person that passed away while we were down there because they went. The tide? They went. Yeah, they went out swimming at night. Oh man, folks, don't do that. Don't if the and it's a double red flag on the beach, and it, you double cannot red. get in the water. Yeah. And this person, I guess, went out. He's a uh, a guy in his sixties. Oh man, you know, and and I, he went out from what I've and I I don't know if he was alone or with a group. Yeah. Anyway, from what I've read and, and heard about, you could have like the strongest swimming skills in the world, and it does not yeah. matter. Like the people think of the tide as like water pushing in, like but it pu- goes back out. It, it pulls away from yeah. There the was land, a couple so. a couple of those little swirls that we were we we were able to get in on Thursday, and it still was doing that swirling stuff. Yeah. Um, once the once the a really strong tide, I mean storm tide and stuff like that, pulls you away from the beach. Unless you have the means to kick your way back in, you, you're not coming back. Like, yeah, and you're supposed just... to swim out to the sides of it. But again, I'm not a very strong swimmer, so that was yeah. If that happened to me, that's why we stay very close to the shore. Yeah, always um, always stay with somebody for sure if you're going to be out there. The other thing I've been in that I've, I, I'm going to talk about, I haven't really into it lately, but yesterday, last evening, we got home from our trip and we sat down. I just trying to de-stress. I have a hard time uh, sleeping after I've been out traveling. It's hard to get settled in. And I, I drove for, I don't know, 18 or 1900 miles in the last, you know, six or seven days. Yeah. It's a long, a lot of driving. Um, I sat down and on Hulu is, um, I Tanya, which oh, is yeah. the Tanya Harding. Put your kids away. It's the Tanya Harding movie. I, I've been wanting to see it. Uh, Margo, Kid, uh, Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I almost said Marco Kidder. I don't know if you heard that. But. Right. <laughs> she passed away recently. She passed she? away. Yeah. Mar- Rest Mar- the peace. original Lois Lane from yeah. the TV show, from the movie, from the Christopher Reeves Superman movie. Yeah. This is not her. No, Margot Robbie. This is Margot Robbie, who's in Suicide Squad as as uh, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in, I can't remember the other one she's in, she's in another one that she's kind of critically acclaimed in. Anyway, she did a phenomenal job in this She's movie. She's fantastic. Uh, rated R, don't let your kids watch it unless you really want your kids to hear some bad words and some kind of some tough stuff. Yeah. But um, that that is a story, an untold, mostly untold story from our our days. Like yes. When we were in early high 90s. School. Early yeah, 90s. I was going to say high school, right? Uh, early 90s and into maybe, maybe into freshman year type high school type stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that I was fascinated by even as a as a young so high school. Yeah, and, and to see and, it on film, I, well, I'm, I'm and, excited. And the way it's done, it's done as a documentary, but with actors. So it's it, the the style, it's very stylized, very good. The actors did a great job in it. Um, Sebastian, what's the guy that plays uh, Bucky? Oh, yeah, I don't know. He he plays the boyfriend, okay. Jeff Galuli. Okay. Really good. Good, good. <laughs> I, I need to see. He's it. not buff at all. He's cut a bunch of weight. It's interesting. Really, I go from being Bucky to being this character, like totally uh, kind of slouchy, kind of. You, you want to talk about original thoughts, original story? That that is what I'm talking about. Like, I want to see movies like that that are doing something new. It's like this. That was new. This kind of story has not not been told before. You yeah. know, as far as Olympics and everything. That's in that, and then the it. way it wasn't about the character because it was such a bright character. It's like the OJ stuff. Honestly, OJ um, and all the OJ stuff that came out a year and a half, two years ago, that was pretty good television. All, yeah. all the all the OJ stuff that came off the Making a Murderer, that maybe maybe not Making a Murderer. That's the other one about the one guy from Wisconsin. Well, what was that? Um, uh, Munich, Munich. 
things like that. Yeah. I, th- that that movie might be the closest comparison to Itania. And Munich, Munich came out a long time ago. <laughs> so, um, okay, so, yeah, cool. Uh, what else? What else? I'm trying to think of one other thing I was going to talk about. Uh, that's about it. Um, very cool. Uh, gonna give you guys another week, one more week to give us ideas for our watch along. I'm going to do a watch along episode. It will be an additional on top of the, that week's episode. We'll do a regular episode that week, and then we'll do a watch along. Be spit me some ideas. Jack at the horrible movie podcast.com is the email. Uh, Twitter at one horrible movie. Uh, Facebook the horrible movie podcast.com. Uh, the horrible movie podcast on Facebook. Um, just a, a thirty second pitch on what a watch along episode is. I did not. I was not aware of it until you taught me about it a couple yeah. weeks ago but it is basically an episode that we would record at you are supposed to listen to it as you watch a movie yes. so it's basically us kind of like mystery science theater it's giving commentary we'll do some mystery science theater we'll just talk um ideally it would be fun to be able to do spreaker while we do it yeah do you, you know what i'm saying There's because a, then i can we can read through your live chat you can be part yeah. of the conversation oh, that'd be awesome. i just think that that stuff's fun it, it will be a tougher episode if you're driving somewhere and listening to a car in, while, while we're doing that episode. It may not be the best thing for you. Like, this is us talking through a movie. That's going to be just us just shooting the breeze while we while we watch this movie with you. And we'll have you, me, and whoever else with us while we watch that. That sounds like Hang fun. out. It'll just be fun. It'll be us hanging out. Additional stuff. It's summer. I think I, so it'll be fun. Just to put in my two cents live on the Absolutely. air. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I kind of want it to be a movie we haven't done before. Like, I, I yeah, want it needs to be. I want I th- it to be fresh. I thought about that and thought about all the fun movies we could do it do with that. Uh, Boggy Creek would have been a really good one to yeah, do that with, sure. or, or any of those movies. But uh, this needs to be a different one that we've not done before. So it, doing it live on Spreaker would be tricky for sure. Not only because of the lag, there's about a 15, 20 second lag. That is true. Um, but also because um, they would be listening somehow listening to us but also listening to the movie like they would have to have some kind of a device like a laptop or a phone playing while they were also trying to listen to the audio from the movie which i guess they would have to do that with the podcast too but um really the watch along would be on Spreaker. it would be that way yeah i guess a regular watch along would just be them they could hit mute on the movie and we'll talk through the movie or or if they want us if they they can leave the volume up on the movie a little bit and just watch along with us yeah the the trouble is legally we can't just play the movie we cannot and that's and, that's, and that, I, was, I, I think, I think that initially when I talked about it, your idea was, oh, we're. We I thought can't that's what you were saying, yeah. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're just gonna talk through. I have a, there's yeah. a couple of wrestling podcasts that I listen to that do that. It'll be an to interesting old wrestling stuff, and I really enjoy them. It'll be an interesting MP3 because there could be like maybe just two minutes of just silence, like where we're not, not saying. There's much. a possibility, yeah. but I, but I also kind of go. I want to talk as much as we can. No, I plan but, on talking. Yeah, maybe the whole time. Like yeah. we're just gonna talk through. We almost need to. It needs to be a movie we've pre-watched. Oh, absolutely. And then we'll watch again. That way we kind of know. So Yeah, yeah. I like how we're talking through our <laughs> watch along on well, this think, episode. I think it's all good. I think a lot of people who are un- unfamiliar with the concept kind of enjoy us. Yeah, they, like, may, not, they, may, they may be like, yeah, I'm not, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. It'll be, it'll long, just be it'll, fun to hang out and, and do it. And it'll be a long episode. It'll be a couple, um, couple hours long, probably. Boy, if we were really smart, we would have a live watch along, but that's a whole other thing. Um, maybe down the road. Maybe next year. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to do this? Okay, ladies and gentlemen. It has come time to do our May. It's our May drawing. I know it's June, but it's our May drawing for the $25 Amazon gift card. This is just for patrons, only only for patrons. If you give $3 or more, that's the base one. If you give $3 or more, we are going to, um, I'm going to get your contact information. I got, I got your emails anyway if you're a patron. And I will shoot you an email and say, hey, look, I've got this gift card you won. 
Um, you may not even be a listener to this show, and we'll just work uh, work into into that. So, um, with all that said, um, are you ready? All right, yeah. We're we're um, using a random number generator. We, okay, we are going on Google, and we used a random number generator. We have the number of patrons that we have total, um, and we are going to random number generator. Phil, we're going to give him a, I'm going to give a drum roll. Producer Phil, who everyone just inherently trusts, is going <laughs> to throw out the number, and then we're going to count down the list. Okay, the list is by different things on the on the on the list um, of contributions, and then we're going to get a hold of you and send you that dang uh, gift card because okay. you're awesome. We're so glad you listened to our show. Yeah, we're so glad you're part of the Studio DNA Network. Even if you don't listen to our show, we would love for you to. But if not, that's fine. The, I'm just glad you are the thing want to be part it, of this. The, the thing that Aaron started from day one of the Patreon is patrons get perks, and we're just yes. trying to do our share of that. So, my thought has become this. And actually, if you want to go back and listen to a very interesting episode of our show, you need to go back and listen to the Derek Webb episode. And even if you've ever listened to his music and you're like, "That's not really for me," he has a concept of super fans, and it's a and he does house shows for a living now, basically, where he will sell. Uh, he'll have 50 people at, and that have someone he'll have someone host a show at his house he will at, for uh for like 20 bucks a ticket and he'll have like 40 or 50 people come to these house shows right and it's like these super fans that are big Derek Webb fans i guess i think that if you i know i am a super fan of a lot of stuff and there are certain things i i'm i'm into and i want to support and i appreciate that you guys are willing to do that and i feel like anything i can ever do to give back um that's what I'm. I want to do. Yeah, it pumps me up. Cool. That you guys are awesome. Anyway, without further ado, the random number generator brought to you by Google.com generated the following number. Drum roll, Jack. What's the number, Phil? Number eight. Number eight. Which I will look at our sheet and tell you. Let's look at the sheet. I'm not even looking at the names. Producer Phil, who is. The most trusted man in audio is picking out. He's trusted by several podcasters, folks. And if you can't trust a podcaster, who can you trust? Okay. How about a pod racer? Uh, Would you trust a pod racer? I don't know. Okay, so the the winner is yes, and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this name right. You might have to help me. Uh, Daniel Chaput 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 Chapu. It's a C H A P U T. Okay, let's make sure we get that down right. And and we have your um, we have your uh, information. Daniel, Daniel, you're the you're the big winner. Daniel, Daniel. We have your contact information. We so, actually do. Uh, we will try to probably reach out to you, or if you're listening to this and you want to reach out to Jack at Jack at the Yes. Oh. Oh, that that was, was a mediocre few, clap few at the end. <laughs> Daniel. Uh. Chaput. All right, we'll get you. Thanks. Hey, remember, listen, if you didn't win today, don't cry. No, hey, stop. Stop crying. Stop. Because here's the deal. That was our May drawing. Um, And all you have to do is just be a patron. If you're like, a patron, $3 yeah. or more. June, we'll have a, well, the end of this month, we'll have a drawing, probably the beginning of July. And then in August, all right, rewind. July, we'll have a drawing. And in August, I'm going to have a drawing. You know what? Feeling good. August, we'll have a drawing. Okay. Just give them back. We're in the black and we're paying back. Stables Casino. <laughs> Miami, Oklahoma. I'm just joking. 
There you go, Indigo Sky My son chimes in with Indigo Sky Casino. There we go. So, folks, listen up. I want your feedback. You let us know how things are going. If there are tweaks to this show we could do that you want to hear, if you have ideas, you shoot them our way. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Uh, life doesn't reward being shy. That's what I learned. I mean, I asked hundreds of women to go on dates with me. Eventually, my wife said yes. It's because I wasn't shy. That that one out of 100 finally said yes. That poor soul. That poor soul. That's a joke. It only took me 100 times asking her out <laughs> before she finally said yes. And then me and my friend got separated on the uh, you know at Pearl Harbor, and I was swimming in the ocean, and I couldn't get back back up there. He ended up marrying her, but then we got back together after Pearl after uh, World War II was over. Hmm. Wait, that was the that was from Pearl Harbor. That's from the movie Pearl Harbor. I'm not Ben Affleck, am I? Am I Ben Affleck? I digress. Okay, thanks Phil for tuning in for coming in. Everyone else, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and um, anything else, Phil? One last thing. No man. Anything? I, if you haven't seen Daddy Day Camp, you probably don't need to see it now. Huh. Well, you could see it. I'm sure it's for free at Walmart. It's one dollar at Walmart, or you can get <laughs> just giving for six dollars. You can get the other one too. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. Keep it real, and remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. And remember, reach for the stars, follow your dreams, because one day they may want to make a Daddy Day Camp too, and they may need you to star in the starring role because Cuba Gooding's like, and eh, no, uh, no thanks. I was in Chicago last year. <laughs> Actually, in this year, he was in the uh, the Broadway uh, performance of Chicago. Do you know it? No. Cuba Gooding. He's on Broadway. All right. So here we go. Thanks, Phil. I'm going to leave you with this one. Um, oh, Sydney says, good luck moving, producer Phil. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We've still got about three, uh, almost four weeks left. So, Hey, we appreciate it. Um, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Mm, so cute. Bye bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the horriblemoviepodcast.com.